Welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a new podcast all about the world's best football team, Aston Villa. George, Roisin and I have explained why we loved the Villa, but as Birmingham natives, there was always only going to be one club for us. But what if you live thousands of miles away from the hallowed turf of Villa Park? In the third of our special Villains Abroad series, we spoke to Rick Leong, who is from Oakland, California. He's chairman of the California Lions, a Villa supporters group based in the US state. Roisin and I found out what made him support the Villa. I actually grew up not really following football. I was total, um, you know, American sports fan. I played American sports growing up and then followed American sports here in the Bay Area. Particularly, I grew up in Oakland, California, so all my teams were the Oakland teams. Um, But then, um, I don't know, I think it was like in the mid-2000s, I started following our major league soccer team here in the Bay Area called the San Jose Earthquakes. And I really didn't know, I didn't really know much about football, but I wanted, I wanted to learn. So I started going to some games with some um, family members and who are more familiar with the game. And I just fell in love with it. Once I learned the roles and what the players were trying to do, I just thought it was a, an amazing game. You know, and that whole term, the beautiful game, I think I just kind of got enthralled in that because it's, it's truly one of those, I really love sports that are true team sports and you can't play football as an individual person and expect to win if you're the superstar so anyway i started following major league soccer and then i started watching premier league football that was at that time you know some games were being televised in the u.s and i said oh god the 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 play was at such a higher level the quality of play and i really started really enjoying watching the beautifulness of the game really exploded looking at Premier League football. And then after a while, I thought, you know, I, I think I really need to be, knowing how I support my local teams, I wanted to really invest myself in it. But how does an American pick an English team? I, well, you know how most of, most of the Americans pick. It's basically who's at the top of the table at the particular time. And I didn't want to do that. <laughs> That's I wanted- why you went for Aston Villa. <laughs> I'm totally dedicated. So once I pick a team, it was going to be a single choice. And so I was trying to be really careful about it because I knew once I made it, that was going to be it. So I had this whole deliberate process. I was thinking about, you know, reading up, studying about these teams, learning about their history completely separately at the same time. I was actually volunteering at a local children's hospice here in the Bay Area doing volunteer work. In that work, I learned about this organization from the UK called Acorns. So I thought it was interesting because this American hospice was the first one um, established in the United States. And they were telling me how it was modeled after the pediatric hospice um, model from the UK that started in the UK prior. Yeah, it was modeled after Acorns specifically or just the the movement? The movement in the UK. Right, and it was the first one over there. First one in the United wow. States. That was about 15, 12 or 15 years ago. So I was volunteering there. Then, of course, you know, as I'm studying Premier, Premier League team histories and stuff like that, and right around the mid, you know, the mid 2000s, a little bit after that, Brett started reading some stories about Aston Villa that they were contemplating this relationship with this place called Acorns. And I'm going, is this the same? <laughs> 
So once I finally made that connection, I thought, wait a minute, this is the same organization that I had been kind of admiring from afar because of this connection to this other work I was doing. And I thought, you know, yeah, all this studying and looking at history and stuff is important, but I think my team just chose me. Hmm. I was so passionate about the volunteer work, and I thought, I think the team just chose me. And right then and there, I said, I think Aston Novella is my team. Now, you know, I'm just going to have to dive into this because it just felt right. I think that's that's kind of a, a, a really iconic, well, it's not a sponsor, is it? A really iconic partner. I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but we did sponsors last week. And I kind of kept going for Acorns, Acorns, Acorns because it, it was such a big part of the club and is still such a big part of the club. And right. aside from kind of, you know, FC Barcelona I, I can't really think of of clubs that that kind of partner with you know not-for-profit organizations or or don't partner as as part of a sponsorship so I think that is a, a kind of a a massive part of our character really as a club the whole the whole you know phrase that that we don't choose but we are chosen mm. I totally it totally resonates with me I remember my first trip over to see my first Villa match at Villa Park was in 2012. And I made a point of um, connecting with someone from Acorns and I visited one of their hospices and they gave me a tour and um, it just felt so right. And ever since then, I mean, maybe you heard from Brett already that us here, all our network of line clubs in North America we are totally behind acorns and we've been for for a long time. I remember the the first acorns fundraiser that we ever did in North America was in 20, was it 2012, 2014. I'm forgetting that. Phila came over for a U.S. tour and they visited three U.S. cities and a bunch of us from California went to the game in Portland, Oregon. That was the closest one. And we just did this impromptu. We decided we wanted to do a raffle for acorns hmm. in the pub. And people donated memorabilia and um, Villa provided us with some, you know, like a signed team shirt. And we, we were able to um, raffle off and we, and we um, you know, raised like a thousand U.S. dollars. And huh. we just thought it was great. And we, we sent it over to acorns. But ever since then, um, our North America meetups that I'm sure you talked with Brett about because he's hosting the next one when we're able to do it. Every North America meetup we have a raffle, but now it's turned into a raffle slash live auction for acorns. And in 2019 was our last meetup. I actually hosted it here in San Francisco and we raised over 12,000 US dollars. So when you, you know, became a Villa fan in the mid uh, 2000s there, um, the California Lions, was that already in existence or did you kind of help yeah. form that? Or was that your... Good question. So there were several Lions clubs already on the East Coast in big, bigger cities like New York, uh, Boston, Chicago was a big one. But a significant number of Lions clubs started getting established, I want to say like 2008, 2009, 2010, as more and more Villa supporters 
were starting to connect with each other and we were all, we would all encourage each other. Well, if you don't have a Lions Club there and we don't have anybody that we know of in that country, you should start one. Mm -hmm. And so as the North American network started growing closer, we're all great friends because of our meetups. We've grown, I mean, getting together every year is like a family reunion. We just love seeing each other. This pandemic is driving us crazy (laughs) because we haven't been able to get together. So we do a lot of Zoom things like this. So in California, you asked me about California. Mm. After I, I became a Villa supporter, I thought, well, I can't, I need to connect with some other Villa supporters. How am I going to do that? There aren't any, any established clubs out here. And I said, and of course I went to the Villa website and there's, you know, and on the Lions Club page, it says, would you like to start one? Here's how you do it. And I'm going, uh, oh, okay. And so I just jumped in. I said, I'm just going to, I'm oh, just awesome. going to you know, jump completely in the deep end of the pool and, and let's do this. And it started with just a couple people and Bill literally like one or two other people and using social media, the magic of social media just started mm. getting the word out that there's a California Lions club. Cause at that point there weren't any other clubs. So I said, well, should I call it the San Francisco Lions clubs? Oh, that's might be too narrow. Let's cover the whole state of California. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Go huge, big. It's a huge place, but you know, let's start there. And sure enough, expat. There are a lot of villa support villa expats that live in California, and once they kind of stumble upon you, and we started signing up members over the next several years. You know, we we had 125, 150 members. I don't know, a few years after Cal- the California Lions existed, San Diego started a branch hmm. and Los Angeles started a branch. And so we're continuing to like talk and, and connect. We stay connected as a group and um, trying to just kind of spread the, spread the word that we could use more Aston Villa supporter clubs in different parts of the state. It won't be long before the, the Hollywood sign is painted claret and blue, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, we, had, we, had a, we had a couple people. Um, one of the guys, his name is Danny in LA. He, he actually, uh, I think it was before one of the cup final games, he painted his body claret and blue, was running, that, running through LA, <laughs> you know, with a, he had a claret cape on and was cheering <laughs> Aston Villa. And a lot of our folks have like decorated Tom Hanks's star on Hollywood Boulevard with, you know, <laughs> Villa things and stuff like that and taking pictures of it. And Frankie mentioned that, that he'd been in touch with you. Um, in, in yeah, we, we connected with him actually early on. And I decided to reach out with him after his, his stumbling upon Aston Villa. I just sent him a letter that said, you know, we're making you an honorary member of the California Lions. And he actually wrote back. Oh wow! <laughs> and he actually Fantastic. he actually wrote back a couple of um, personal notes since then. And actually, he is a regular contributor to our auction. Oh wow! Every year we either get him some villa-related item or something like that. And I work with his team down there, and he, he signs stuff for us. And every year, he, there's one Tom Hanks item that gets auctioned off um, as part of our uh, our yearly uh, auction. We know why he's a Villa fan. The story goes, he was in the UK promoting a film 
and he he there's a, you'll be able to find the interview online mm. he basically was reading the sports in the newspaper and he was looking at the Premier League results and oh Aston Villa <laughs> what a lovely name <laughs> it sounds like you know a place that you would go on holiday you know someplace you <laughs> not and, quite and the interview's out there so it's uh, pretty open and I'm not I'm not sure exactly how closely he follows but we keep him informed on what's mm. going on and um yeah there's actually another um la actor his name is bob stevenson who is a friend of tom he's a huge villa fan oh, really spreading <laughs> we, keep, we keep in touch with him too and he actually has come to some of the meetups it's kind of nice having this relationship i know we're at one of these yeah. points we want to get tom hanks to villa park he was quoted because in one of his letters to me he wrote one of these days i'm going to make my way to villa park Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we're going to hold him to that <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. we'll get prince william there tom hanks he did you heard about right remember the portland um, preseason game i told you about that we mm. back in 2012 he came to that game all right he flew up if you go online there's several video clips that bill i put together that um, had interviews with tom and talking about villa and, and that kind of stuff yeah see that was his first villa game that he saw live and in person he was down on the pitch when they did the you know kind of team introductions and stuff like that and like he's i think tom hanks is the most lovable celebrity in the world um and the fact he's a villa fan as well you just think how could you get any more perfect than, than <laughs> tom hanks? so he um, has been really really supportive of us though i mean because he's so crazy busy right mm, i would yeah. i would love to at some point meet him in person um but um, until then, you know, we work with this team and they're happy to help us support our ACORNS activities. You talked earlier about how uh, you had your first visit to Villa Park, I think in 2012, you said. Uh -huh. But I gather, have you actually played at Villa Park as well? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was part of that 2012 trip. I've actually played twice, two different years. Oh, wow. 2012 and 2014. Aston Villa at that time, they had an event at the end of the season called the Lions Club Chairman's Match. Hmm. So following the final home game of the particular season, they had a match on the Villa Park pitch for the UK Lions Club Chairs versus the rest of the world Lions Club Chairs. <laughs> And so I said, you know, this is a once in a lifetime. The first time I went, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, I didn't grow up playing football, yeah. but I was going to go and I wanted to play. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It was so unbelievable to set foot out there and to just be amongst all the Lions Club chairs. And having just watched the game earlier that afternoon in yeah. the stands right from the whole end and then actually being down on the pitch to walk out on the pitch yeah that would be incredible and kicking, this, kicking a ball around yeah, yeah. Of wearing we you know both teams wore villa kits and so mm. for several years in a row they would always have this kind of end of the year lions club celebration at villa park and do you, do you have any any involvement with uh, uh lions clubs outside of, of the u.s and canada um do you have any involvement at all with, like, say, the Ghana Lions, who are now very big online at the moment, and that kind of thing? Well, my my one link with the Ghana Lions, other than like everyone else is watching their magnificent posts <laughs> online, is I made a connection with them. So during was it? I'm getting confused with pandemic, but you know, after the restart 
Aston Villa reached out to all the Lions Club networks and said that, you know, we would love to have your supporter flags in the stadium, but you have to get your flags here. So, of course, a lot of UK supporter club flags got to the stadium. And I decided I'm just going to I'm going to ship our California flag out there because I'd love to have it hang at Villa Park. As I continued to follow the Ghana post, I thought they kept on, you know, they would always mention, we can't wait to someday be able to come to Villa Park. Hmm. And I thought, you know, well, maybe there's a small way we can help them by having them represented by a flag. So I just kind of just took it upon myself to go online, find a flag um, manufacturer in the UK. And when I saw the design of the Ghana flag that they had, the Ghana Lions flag, and I created a design to basically use our design and had the UK flag manufacturer produce it and ship it to Villa Park. Oh, nice. And then we were able to send them photos, the Ghana Lions flag, of their flag, along with all the other supporter flags in Villa Park for the rest of that season. You're listening to All Villa, No Filler, Villains Abroad. If you're a supporter based outside the UK, then we'd love to hear from you too about how you show your support or why you fell in love with the villa. Send us your stories to allvillanofiller at gmail.com and you can also follow us on the socials on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search All Villa, No Filler. Welcome back to All Villa No Filler. Now it's time for a special edition of this. The Perfect Eleven. It's the Perfect Eleven. This is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa first eleven. Every show we select a new position. Rick, we've selected quite a few players like Mark Bosnich and Paul McGrath already. Who would you pick? For me, being a more recent, you know, Aston Villa supporter, my favorite player, um, Stan Petrov. Right. Oh, we picked him this week, actually. He, we got him in he, this week in our perfect 11. Yeah. I mean, on the pitch, he, is ama- he was ama- an amazing leader, but so much of who he is was, ex- was expressed to the, really to the world following his diagnosis and and battle and it really really um, shows the kind of person it is and I know that when he talks about Aston Villa you can hear the love for the club that he has that's the kind of player that I like and I know that there was probably a lots of players in Villa's amazing history that have felt that same way about the club but for him being um contemporary in terms of my being a supporter i i've always i've always really loved stan and i still remember as part of one of my visits to villa park signing this huge board during the whole support stan period they had a Mm -hmm. huge um, board with that support stan image with people signing messages to stan and just meant so much to me it was actually following our our match playing, mm. our chairman's match, walking off the pitch into the academy building and being able to sign a message to Stan um, on that image. So I think because of his courage and his energy, um, that's who who I would pick. 
And uh, yeah, we actually selected uh, Stylian Petrov in our most recent uh, edition. I had to make the case for him. And very much like you, a lot of it was down to just the, the human side of the, the man he is. Um, but also what a great player he was. I mean, it's, he's, it's kind of easy to forget now, like how influential and integral he was to that Martin O'Neill team. Um, yeah, and yeah. just what a classy player he was as well but he was also quite tough like for, for quite a, he was quite Very diminutive tough. in size but he was a tough strong player um, I loved Petrov really thought he was a great player but you know like considering that you're quite a relatively new Aston Villa fan I guess you know for, over the last sort of 15 16 years or so have you sort of had to like research like back in, in, into the past have you are you like um, quite big on like old ex-pros from Villa Actually, I'm right in the middle of reading Paul McGrath's biography. Right. What a powerful story. I mean, I, I had heard about it. And we have some members here in the California Lions who are originally from Ireland, Irish California Lions. And um, I've heard so many stories about Paul McGrath from their days growing up, right, knowing him and, mm. and idolizing him as a, as a Villa legend. And they were always encouraging me to read his biography. Everything about his story, and it's a lot of it outside of football, right? Mm. The strength and courage. You know, talking about still Stan Petrov, Paul McGraw's courage and his battle through adversity mm. is just so powerful. Yeah, and having uh, it's those kind of people that I admire as not only players. Um, but as human beings, like you were saying, Frankie, and, and I think it, it comes out, you see it on the pitch, mm. you know, and I, like a current player, you know, you were asking, asking about current players, John McGinn, he is got so much tenacity and persistence. You know, he's not the greatest athlete, mm. you know, he's not this graceful athlete and does magic things like Jack. Yeah. But he is always there and he's working his tail off like crazy um, and just puts his body on the line. And that's how I see people like Stan and Paul McGraw. So Paul McGraw is, is somebody that I've continued to want to learn more about. I just can't say enough about him. He, I could see why people call him God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he really is. It sounds to me like actually there's a lot more to football for you than just the kind of skill and athleticism. And, and then it's more about those kind of stories and that kind of passion. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, my whole, con my whole connection with Aston Villa, right, came through my work with children and, and, and the whole Acorns connection. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm passionate about sport. I, I'd love my home teams and I do anything and um but yeah players I mean I love Dean Smith for that I think the mm. character of the man um it really shows the stories about his relationship with his father and during that whole difficult time mm. and I just think he has solid character and I'd follow people like that anywhere yeah I was, um, I was gonna say because I mean in the last sort of 10 years um Aston Villa it's been quite a bleak decade for Aston Villa yeah. until very recently so how has it been you know supporting Villa from you know the other side of the world when we've been through the real doldrums and um 
what do you, I mean, I know you've mentioned Dean Smith and John McGinn, but what do you make of the kind of transformation we've had and the current team we have as well? I am still in awe and wonder on the transform, not only the transformation that we've made, but in the amount of, in how much, how much time has passed, Mm. such little time has passed that this kind of complete transformation has occurred. Whether it's the, I mean, it's a probably, it's a combination of the ownership that it's come in and the, the kind of environment they wanted to develop in the club again. Mm. And I think Dean Smith and all his staff, I see the, the, you can see it on the faces of the players. They love being together. The environment is, is a team environment, but it's, I'm still in awe on how quickly that transformation happened. You know, basically, so it was over a summer signing period, bringing in key people. And how often does any sports team make, say, a half a dozen changes, and every one of them, every single one of them, the puzzle piece fit? Yeah. Usually, oh Jay. God, that's great that at least one of those, one of those players has worked out, right? Because mm. how many years in the right in the recent past that. We've made all, I mean, got endless signings and they were here and gone. Mm. So can you see any of the signings making a future kind of perfect 11 in a couple of years? We've been talking about our, our defence and how vastly improved it is. Do you well, think Emmy with Martinez, a couple more years? Emmy right? Martinez. I'm sure you guys have talked about him already. Mm. Yeah, I, we most certainly have. Oh my gosh. It, but And our whole back four is so solid. Matt Target. Unbelievable, Maddie Cash. Hmm. I don't know. I can't say enough. Tyrone Mings, Esri Conza, ah, everybody. I think the only element <laughs> just that put we, that this we, eleven in a perfect eleven. <laughs> yeah, we. You know, well, definitely Jack. Jack is for for me being a more contemporary Aston Villa supporter. Jack is going to be one of those legends that yeah go down in history because being able to see him come on when he was in his teens, right, yeah. for his first time. He looked yeah. so young, and he was, you know, having some struggles and stuff like that. To see how much he's grown yeah. into this leadership role, and he's still such a young man. Uh, yeah. I have a daughter that's his age. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I sometimes have to remember how young he is. <laughs> All we really need is still filling in a few added pieces to add a little more depth in in some of our positions i think our midfield has really has really come on strong we were able to bring Mm. people off the bench like when ross barkley got hurt in the past if someone like him got hurt our hands would be our hands would be up saying gosh who are we going to play yeah now we have people we can plug in it's like such a different feeling Mm. um yeah so I mean, I'm, I love the team we have because not there aren't there isn't anybody other than Jack, who's like this. I'm the star of this team, and Jack doesn't even have to do that anymore. Mm. I mean, because this team actually plays like a team, and that's what makes football really beautiful. Do you have a, a favorite moment from supporting Aston Villa? My my favorite moment was a recent one in 2019 when I was able to fly over for the playoff final against Derby. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I decided just to, to do it. My awesome. wife encouraged me well, to go. Well, you picked the right year. All three of us she were there, then. Yeah, yeah I remember watching the one the year before and looking at the Fulham fans. I was at Wembley and looking at them, and I thought, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I mean, I just flew over there for the weekend. Right. Wow. And for that match, and was able to meet up with some other North America Lions Club members over there. And it was a magic weekend. It's like the best sporting experience. And I've had a lot of sporting experiences in my life here in the States, but I can't ever stop just talking to people about that, (laughs) those days and that game at Mm. Wembley. That's when people ask me about, well, what's the atmosphere like at a English football game? Oh gosh, let me tell you about this day in London. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that was, that was my favorite to this day. Aston Villa experience was watching us get promoted and singing in the stand, standing the yeah, entire game. Yeah. I think uh, that the the twenty minutes after McGinn scored the second was twenty of the best minutes of my life. Where the the whole stadium or the Villa fan section were just you know singing and everyone was standing. And then when Derby scored, it was the worst ten minutes I've ever experienced. <laughs> and it was the longest too, right? Oh, <laughs> until God. the end of the game, yeah, there was a massive was amount of injury time, wasn't there? Yeah, was it, was and it seemed like it, went well, it on felt forever. like it. Yeah, it felt we like were just it. screaming, "Blow the whistle!" Yeah. <laughs> And and then it forever. My mom sat with like, her head in her hands the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. going to tell me when it's over. The Derby half of the stadium just emptied out yeah. so fast. Yeah. And we were just having such a great time. <laughs> yeah. And watching the players celebrating and walking around with the trophy and and acknowledging the supporters in the stands. We were just I was just trying to soak it all in and yeah. Um it was magical. Okay, so uh, just before we go, um, would you like to let our listeners know where you know how how they can get in touch with the California Lions, or where they can find you online, or even if anybody's based in the U.S. and wants to get involved, how they can get involved with you? We have a Facebook group page. It's easy to look up AVFC California. We also have our Twitter account, and um, we're also on Instagram, and we also have a website, AVFC california.com where we um, have all our contact information and how to connect with us how to connect with the club it tells about our story and relationship with acorns and the north america lions and um, so all our information is out there and we'd love to have we're always looking for more supporters you know i wear my aston villa shirts everywhere because (laughs) um it's a great way, you know, to connect with other Villa supporters. They'll spot your shirt right away from across the street or, and say, are you a Villa supporter? I had someone drive by my car. Um, I was, I was traveling somewhere and I was, I have AVFC license plates on my car. It's an AVFC California CA. And a guy pulled up to me at a signal light and he's pointing at his window. Can you roll down your window? are you an Aston Villa supporter? Yeah. No Where do you live? And this is all within a 30 second stop. And I yelled out our, our uh, email address and our website address. He goes, <laughs> That's great. I'll send you an email. And then he drove off. <laughs> and then later that day, he got in contact with me. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Rick. It's been fantastic having you on today. And I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Great. It's been wonderful meeting you both. It's also goodbye to you too as well, Roisin. Bye, Frankie up the villa. And a goodbye from me. And as ever, come on, you villa boys from Aston. Aston.